The following audio was recorded during a meeting of the Department of Offense. It is not suitable for children, the easily offended, or anyone with actual taste. You have been warned. Jane Goodall motorboating a gorilla's floppy milk. I would make a lot of rectangles. I could never do squares right. We all had to put pants on this week because you're here. And now it's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 64 of the Department of Offense. Or I'm your host, Five Casey. Joining me as always is Carlos. Hello. And Miles is here as well, making noises into the microphone. Greetings. You know what's special about this episode? It's eight times eight. That's a great number. Oh, so it's, now we can we can point out eight numbers. squared. That's a great number it's right there. Two to the sixth. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> these these episodes have math now. Speaking of math, I we just had a very long argument, which you could have listened to if you tuned in a little bit early live. Uh, go to blindnewsstudios.com slash live, and you can see all of our live links there. And we were talking about Imperial units and how stupid they are. Yeah. They're... All right. So I learned something today. I finally figured out what is smaller than an inch. A, a smaller, smaller inch. inch. No, that's not it. <laughs> that's not That's it. what you call it. No, it's called a thou. Which is a smaller inch. No, it's not a smaller inch. Are you saying it's not it's smaller than an inch? It's smaller than an inch. Well, it's then not it's a, a smaller, smaller inch. inch. No, it's smaller than an inch. It is not a smaller inch. It's a smaller inch. No, no, it, no use it, your English it, right. No, it's not a smaller inch because it's smaller than a smaller inch. There's 10 of them. Yeah, but. In a smaller inch. You can't have an inch than a smaller No. <laughs> but I'm not getting. But you see, it's the, a smaller inch than a smaller inch. <laughs> that's, yes. That's the point. No, yes. it's not. It's, it's no. Yes, there's, it is. And there's one even smaller than that. It's the smaller thou inch. Yeah. Fuck you guys so much. <laughs> hey, you brought it up. I did, because I, I thought it was died. interesting. This Don't guy- even get me into the negative league inches, because the negative league inches are hard. There's no such thing as a negative <laughs> league inches. Yeah. A league is three miles. and Unless it's a negative league inch, in which case it goes the other way three miles. But see, there's no way you can go past the league. Like, what if you need to measure something in things that are longer than a league? You go in multiple leagues. You can't. Inches. There's no the the bigger league. I guess maybe you could do like a killer league. You no. measure in football leagues. No, the big league. Well, and then I'm okay. So that's just distant. These survey units don't make any sense to me. That's because they don't exist. No. A link is seven point nine two inches. Why seven point nine two? Look, I worked with surveying. They used to use inches and feet. No, Carlos. Apparently, they used links, rods, and chains. No, you are wrong that because nobody can understand and that. And you should never say that again. Links, rods, and chains. Oh dear God! Yeah. Stay tuned after we leave. That's okay. When you when you're doing area, it's perch, roods, and acres. Those are, those are all. That's fish. That's uh, an emotion or not emotion. That's a attitude. At an attitude. And what's the last one? Acre. Uh, Acre. I think that one's actually an area. That's, that's actually an area. Yeah, okay, so right, wait, like wait. one for seven. Did you know that there is a, a unit in between fluid ounce and pint? The quarter it's pint? It's called a glass of beer? No, it's called a gill. So that's what they use for currency in Final Fantasy. <laughs> yes! <laughs> I've always they're wondered. Ba- they're bartering beer. <laughs> 
not very much beer, but beer nonetheless. These don't make you seem some of those any prices. sense. Thirty thousand gill—that's a lot. These, uh, I just don't. I don't get it. Shall we catch him up on the oh. smaller inch? So above. So when when you're talking weight. This this makes sense somehow. You start with grain, then you go to drachm, ounce, pound, stone, stone. What's above stone? Uh, quarter. What's above quarter? Hundred weight. How many pounds in a hundred weight? Sixty-four. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about drachm and how that is an awesome <laughs> measure. <laughs> we should uh, measure everything in drachm. <laughs> Fuck. That's awesome. So that's great. in a hundred weight, a hundred and twelve pounds. How does that make any sense? <laughs> How many? What, what, what was a drachm equal to? Uh, one two fifty sixth of a pound. That that's kind of difficult to use in every situation. <laughs> but how, how does that translate to grams? I'm just curious. Um, no, the I I don't see grams on here. I'm pretty sure grams well, are. Grams, oh, grams is metric. I'm just wondering how. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, there are one point seven seven one drachm in a gram. Okay. And then there's this long repeat. No, yeah, decimal. no, I, I I got that. Yeah, but now that kind of puts it into perspective, though. It's so dumb. Like, hundred weight should have one hundred pounds in it. Well, how much is a weight? There is no weight. That is not. That is not a measurement. No. Oh, <laughs> hey, Rick, weight? how's it going? Am I? Am I on? Yeah, no, you're on. I, no, okay. I I think it's a eleven point two pounds. No, 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 no. One point one two pounds. It just. Is, is uh, a weight. A weight? No, it's not on the list. No, it, you go pound, stone, quarter. No, because it yeah. goes wait. pound, weight, stone, quarter. What are we talking about? Quarter. We're talking about imperial measurements. Isn't a stone like 14 pounds? A stone is 14 pounds, yeah. Ah, uh, I know things. And a quarter is thing. twice that. A quarter is two stone. You know what? You skipped hands. In the there, that's no, length. hands that's not, is not, not on here. Length, it goes thou, inch, foot, yard, no, chain, no, furlong, hand, mile, league. Hand is in between inch and foot. That's not according to Wikipedia. I know, but it's still there. It's roughly four inches. I don't... Well, it doesn't make oh, great. any sense. My dick's half a hand. I don't... Okay, I'm 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 done. <laughs> I give We're up. Done. We're done with that. <laughs> We're done. I don't. Oh, good. I got so, a seven minutes of content. Wait, I, knew, no. I knew about no, stone one, because one, one of Game of Thrones. Here, real quick. So does that mean your dick is about a smaller hand in length? How many thousand is that? <laughs> Dude, I got no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> he said it's. He said a hand is four inches. I'm thinking two is half of four. I know, and, and so that's that's a smaller hand. I don't think it's a literal hand. No, <laughs> no, they have this thing where I we, they started with. I asked, how, "What's smaller than an inch in the imperial system?" Well, they said a smaller, smaller inch. inch. <laughs> no, <laughs> can you give me a beer, please? <laughs> it's just right over there. Oh, I got myself on there. Just let's <clears throat> Where did Carlos go? Yeah. He <laughs> just got up and left. He was fucking done with it. Dude, he was gone by the time he started talking about his dick. <laughs> Carlos is just like, well, I'm done with this. He's like, I, I, I have a hand to play with. <laughs> I got four inches. I got so, Miles, what have you been up to this week? Uh, thinking deeply about uh, Imperial units and the smaller inch. That's it? No, that's not true. I actually brewed a couple of one-gallon beers on Ooh, Sunday and what'd Monday. what'd you brew? 
Uh, I brewed an imperial stout that will eventually be aged with uh, like cocoa and vanilla and chilies and a couple of other things. Nice. And I made an American strong ale with uh, Maris Otter, some crystal, and a few other things. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Rick, what about you? What have you been up to this week? Um, I... Uh, I put in my my notice at my job. What? Yeah, I'm leaving my job. Where are you going? I'm going to a casino. Oh, that's right. You got hired at TI. Yep. You excited? Uh, I am. I'm really excited. I'm really excited that I don't have to type at a computer all day. Yeah? Yeah. I get to do security now. That's cool. That's what Mm. uh, Spencer did security up there for a while. He did. He was there for like three months. And then he went to the nuke plant. I thought he was there longer than I know. He, he had to have he been, might there, have been longer there like than six months. months. I don't know. I feel like it was a while, but maybe not. I don't no, know. he's been at the nuke plant a while, but I feel like he wasn't at TI for very long. Possibly, I don't. I'd have to ask him again. I don't know. So you guys are moving to Ellsworth then, right? Mm-hmm. Getting that sheet done next month, huh? Does that mean you're yeah, bringing cheese week? curds in the? Future? Do you need? Uh, what day are you moving? Uh, next. A week from now. Oh, man. I'm busy that day. Can't help. I'm sorry. I I was going to ask you to help. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I would have offered if I wasn't so busy. There's going to be beer. I might be less busy that day. (laughs) (laughs) No, I thought thought you got to choose between an Xbox and a mountain bike. For what? For what? what? Helping somebody move. That's a Big Bang Theory reference. Oh. Oh. No. So wait, no. I don't get an Xbox or a mountain bike? Uh, you can have a mountain bike. I don't have one, but you can go get one if you want. No, actually, I saw one. It's in the Kinney underneath the bridge by Dairy Queen. Perfect. There you go. That's It's yours. all wet. I want Rick to get me a mountain bike. Well, you can go get it. I'll go get it. I got these paper towels. <laughs> dry off that mountain bike. That's good. Hey, That's good. welcome back. Hey, Carlos, Carlos is where back. Where the fuck were you? I had to take the dog out. Oh. All right. Where's your car? Eric took it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can I see that six pack? Sure. Where, where, where were we at? Where, uh, well, we were just about to ask you what you were doing, what what you did this week. Well, yeah, I do? played a little RBI baseball right before the show, which is amazing. It's a terrible game. It's I awful. haven't played it yet, but I've I picked up a Tomb Raider, the definitive edition on PlayStation Four. And then I also game. picked up a so uh, Second Son, the uh, new. Uh, the uh, fuck what was the new game? What was it, what series? Infamous. Was it? Infamous. The Infamous new uh, Second Son. Have not formed an opinion on that game yet. I have not played it yet. So. I played it. It was like, well, it's a PlayStation 4 exclusive, so you know, I better give it a shot. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and uh, faux show. I also read a book this week called uh, "Off to Be the Wizard," which is where this guy finds like this uh, hidden, like uh, the source code of the universe, basically. Like he had like did a search and like found his name, and like he started adding money to his account. Like uh, then, like the bank caught on, so like he was about to be arrested, and he so he escaped to like the twelfth uh, century. Oh. To, and like he was going to try to be, become a wizard, but it turns out that there's already people who had escaped to the 12th century to escape from the law, and they're way better wizards than he was. So he ends up becoming a train, the arch of wizardry, which is all basically uh, alterations that they make to the source code of the universe, which it's hilarious altogether. It it's, sounds like it should be the Wizard of Oz. I'm sorry. It's like every time I hear that title, I'm thinking it's some sort of Wizard of Oz. It's written by Scott Meyer, who does this webcomic called Basic Instruction Instructions, which is uh, pretty hilarious altogether. So, especially if you do, uh, if you have office work, I suppose. 
Because huh. it kind of captures the office feel. It's like Dilbert, but funny. Way funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I classify Dilbert as funny so much as depressing. <laughs> it exists. <laughs> kind of like Garfield. Just kind of there. Garfield. Well, except uh, yeah. Garfield minus Garfield is probably the best Garfield comic strip ever funny. made. This yeah. is true. Because it makes John it look is. like this crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. horribly depressed person. <laughs> Just silence, and then he says something, and he looks sad. <laughs> uh, good stuff. All right. Well, we have beer. We have beer. Yep. Right? We have beer? No, we don't. No? Yeah, we do. Well, well Carlos, while you're pouring, Rick, taste the beer for me. And let me know. What you're tasting in there, yeah. Does it taste like beer? I hope it tastes like beer. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Is it the kind of beer that makes you want to play RBI baseball? Uh, What? No. (laughs) No? No. No, it does not. It would take a lot more beer than that. I'd have to be pretty drunk. (laughs) I'd have to be drunker than dick-sucking drunk. It's not my fault that you threw your... Casey, it's not my fault you just threw your Nintendo controller on the ground. It was a stupid game. (laughs) No, the beer's pretty good, though. Yeah. It's, uh, well, it's Frostline Rye. It is. All right. Yeah. I guess oh, I should, I should talk about the beer a little bit. Well, uh, I just told you. I know. It's, it's Frostline Rye, which is a rye beer brewed by Summit. Uh, it comes in at 5.8%. It's apparently a winter beer, but I haven't seen it until this spring. So, is I it don't a know. It's still is it a, has it been a rye? No, I mean, it's been out for probably about a month now. Okay. So, definitely spring. Yeah. I, I don't know. Someone's been really like off on their timeline. They just released the next Unchained beer. Guess what it is? Oktoberfest. That feels like it should have been six months ago. <laughs> good timing, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> They're like nobody else has an Oktoberfest out right now. Or, or, this is perfect. Time. No, you see, they I'm follow. There are own, no merits in out right now. They're following their own calendar right now. Makes sense to me. Well, everybody, it is Unchained. I think everybody should make their own personal calendar and just follow that. That seems no, like a Carlos. terrible idea, Carlos. That sounds weird. It's like smaller inches. Again. It doesn't work. March is now 27 days long. No, no in my calendar. You March get, is no. now pre-May. <laughs> July, April. 39 days long. I'm pretty sure... <laughs> what? I'm pretty sure Carlos has always followed his own calendar. <laughs> Just like he follows his own Carlos, vocabulary. How many days are in May? 39. Well, it, depending on which calendar we're going by. But your calendar... Not enough. No, actually, too many. Too many days are in May. <laughs> too many now. <laughs> Casey? Does it change year to year? Well, there's leap years everywhere, so I mean, it's kind of hard to keep track. <laughs> Just everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> in Carlos's calendar, a leap year literally It's very, very convoluted and... <laughs> It's generally very similar to just ju- it's very similar to choosing a random number for each month. <laughs> very similar, but not quite. So, not- what year are we on in your calendar? Oh, it's still 2014. Oh, so so the year stays the same. Just the like. So if if you hit like December and you just have all these extra days, December could be 60 days long. Or maybe we jump back to November. Hey, if you have to, we go from December fifteenth to November (laughs) thirteenth. Hey, if you have to do that to make the calendar work, then you have to do that to make the calendar work before science. (laughs) And now we have it, so you shouldn't do it. (laughs) Calendars are just made up in the first place, so you can't pull that shit on me. (laughs) Well, now nothing scientific about calendars. They broke the year up into twelve pieces that aren't even equal. 
anybody can do that. Months. I'm talking about like 24 hours a day works great. That's a great way to go. 365 days in a year. That they works arbitrary. Really well. They could have made it 20 hours, but oh, the hours are just slightly longer. Or they could have made it like 15 hours, and the hours are slightly longer. They just chose an arbitrary number, 24. Man, I think we should put this Carlos in charge of time. See, no, uh, we shouldn't. <laughs> Casey, I think March is now uh, smaller April. <laughs> March. Um, so this no, beer that, that, doesn't make any, that doesn't make any sense at all. Wait, <laughs> 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 just don't even know. <laughs> this show is so off the rails. I love it. Love it. I, I had to count. I had to count my days in my mind. Like, how, March can't be smaller. April. That doesn't work. <laughs> Wait, can can uh, February be smaller March? Yes, that could work. Okay. He'll but allow it. March can't be smaller April because April's already smaller than March. <laughs> no, because April has 35 days. <laughs> yeah. But You'd... I thought you were talking about in the regular system. No, no, no we're well... talking about your system. Oh, well, anything goes in that system. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Frostline Rye has an 85, um, which I think might be kind of well... well no, it sounds I, about right. It sounds about right. I guess. Yeah. A little high, if anything. I, uh, really, you don't like it? Oh, I like it, but I like still eighty-five. He's just Honestly, negative. if I think eighty-five should be like still pretty good, like really good. Yeah, I, I really like the aroma of this beer. It smells yeah. delightful. Yes, it's got a good hop smell. It's definitely not bad at all. I don't know if it's the sli- uh, the, the Slim Jim. No, the uh, the Thin Mint I had earlier. <laughs> thin Mint Slim Jim, same fucking difference. Uh, but. No, I'm getting a um, very interesting character. Not if you buy them in the bulk, like out I do. of this beer. Like I don't know how to describe it. Well, it's kind of like the uh, the it's sharpness of the rye meets some of the sharpness of the bitter, and they seem to play very well. Yeah, it, uh, I guess almost like a bready, crackery, yeah, sweetness. A, a like, little bit. Kind of disappointed. I can't taste the catcher in it. So Carlos <laughs> is getting muted for the rest of the show. <laughs> You're laughing now. Fuck you so much. <laughs> so this is what happens when Carlos is awake for a show. <laughs> Whatever, you guys are laughing now, so fuck you. Honestly, you should put a disclaimer like at the beginning of the episode, like Carlos is awake this one, so he derailed us so much. Yes. Those of there, to those of you out there that didn't get it, Catcher in a Rye was a book. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> This is the learning podcast. Casey can't talk now. <laughs> he can't even drink. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm done. I give up. Are you at least watching the chat? Yeah, Carlos, are you There's nothing there. Okay. <laughs> really? Nobody wondering about what you were talking about? Nobody confused about Catcher in the Rye? <laughs> was that another book about uh, teleporting beer. wizards? And- no, no, it was about beer, apparently. Okay. Or well, wait, was actual, actual rye a hard lo- liquor? Like you know, wi- like in, I know in uh, American Pie, like they talk about whiskey and rye, rye whiskey, rye whiskey. So it's a rye yeah. whiskey. Yeah. yeah. So why is it whiskey and rye? Like, why wouldn't it be easier? Well, to say whiskey and whiskey, or just whiskey and maybe something else. Well, whiskey no. is uh, well, rye is a subcategory of whiskey. Yeah. So it's rye whiskey. So well, like, you you can just call it rye, and people know what you're talking about. I, I suppose it works with the rhyme, but well, I'm just saying like that's just confusing. Like just, you're just talking about two different whiskey. Like you're talking whiskey and this other whiskey. That's more particular. 
You're serious. What? I am dead serious. <laughs> what the fuck? And is we, the also they have a pizza so parlor. fatties can go to the gym and feel good about going to the gym. They also have an attached pizza parlor and a smoothie bar. <laughs> Do they hire people from Walmart to stand there and make people feel better about themselves? Let's just say more than one person if, has had their toes sucked. You might be asking. Uh, <laughs> you might be asking. You know what is the is that the membership buys me? Candy corn. They give you bags of candy corn while you work out. <laughs> because everybody loves it. It sounds corn. like your kind of gym, Carlos. <laughs> There's only so much corn sugar that I can stand before I get sick. Yeah, but that's okay. You can it's go a on lot. a light walk. It's true, it's a lot, but you know, still. No, no, no. It has nothing to do. It's just before my stomach feels sick. Um, it doesn't matter how much exercise you do, your stomach's still sick because of all that sugar. This is true. This is true. It doesn't stop me from doing it every time, but. <laughs> Carlos doesn't have that little thing that tells him to stop eating, or he does and he just ignores it, and he will eat the entire bag of candy corn. But I also have days like Monday, for example, where I forgot to eat anything. I That happens to me, too. But then again, I just sat and ate an entire box of Thin Mints. There is that. You shared a lot of them, though. I, I did. And that's not fair, because there's actually not very many cookies in a box of Thin Mints. They screw you over, volume-wise. Carlos actually, no, really they did make has the box opinion. Small. However... It's well worth it because I also bought several, well, more than several boxes of Thin Mints. And they lasted me like three days. Yeah. I like the Samoas. Like the little, uh, the little Samoans. Ones with the caramel. Yeah. And- yeah. A lot of people do. I just am a huge fan of Thin Mints. And you also get the most number of cookies per box with the Thin Mints. But the other ones are more delicious. What I can't stand is the shortbread ones because you can get shortbread cookies what are those anytime. Called? Stupid. Yeah, pretty much. Um- I, I actually, I'm drawing a blank. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I, I only care. Like, the only cookie I care about are the Thin Mints, so yeah. everything else can just go. The, the only ones I know the names of are Thin Mints and Tagalongs. And Samoas. And I, Samoas. I, I, I hate going to places with the Girl Scouts sitting at front, out front. Uh, like, they feel like homeless people to me. Like, I have to, like, do that, that same walk I do when I walk past homeless people where I don't make eye contact and I speed up a or, little or, bit. Or, or, like, the Salvation Army I stuff. Smile. And, like, when they're ringing the bell in Christmas, like, no, oh, give us money. Because, if, like, yeah, if, if you make eye contact, they're going to ask for money. Just like no, homeless people. No, what I do is I give them, like, a creepy smile just like homeless people. And I do like a <laughs> oh, so like, oh, so you act the, like a homeless. person. I don't make the noise. No, no, but no, no. I, I it like sounds like you act like a child molester. A little bit, no. especially no. with that mustache. That mustache I, I walk yeah. by, and then they will say stuff, and I just like, keep walking and smiling because you're you look like you don't a, have to do anything. You're coming off like a child molester, dude. No, I, I was, <laughs> no, I was comparing it to what I do to homeless people. Oh, you, you do the same thing to homeless yes. people, and they don't think you're coming on to them. No, they're confused. Okay. And then they say, yes, yes. I'm confused now, too. That reminds me of the time. You just, I, it, it's weirder for me to not make eye contact. It reminds me then the, they're like, oh, there's that asshole who's... I'd rather have them contact. do that and then be like... Though, I think where they would really do well is sitting outside of the bank. Yeah. And I think the Salvation Army guys would do that, too, because you always have money when you leave the bank. You never have money when you leave Walmart. Hmm. All I know but. is I finally had cash walking into the grocery store this morning. I saw the girls sitting there, and I'm just thinking, oh, looks like you're going to win the trip to Washington this year. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> This'll do. Go and get your friends. <laughs> like my, my That Walker. doesn't sound creepy. <laughs> <laughs> At least I don't have just a mustache. <laughs> Every year, my Do they uh, accept credit? 
No, they no. don't. Cash oh, only. good. I, I don't even have any cash ever. So. I know. I know. Like, I, I went in there with 20 bucks. I had stuff I needed to get, and I'm like, I should really buy only one box because I need this money. And you bought all, you bought $20 worth, and you're like, oh, oh damn it. I don't have groceries Every anymore. year. Every year I spend $20 okay. on oh, yeah? Thin Mints. Like every year, like my- uh, How long did those boxes of Thin Mints last year? Two or three days. A couple days. <laughs> <laughs> I generally go through two boxes a day. Nice. I will buy cookies from them when they start making them themselves again. I gave one sleep. Oh, you don't like the one whole sleep. No, so like, I feel better about myself. When I, I, I was in Boy you. Scouts when I was a kid, and we had to do all our shit ourselves that way if we wanted to do like a fundraiser, like bake sales and shit. <clears throat> and they just like get these shitty boxes of cookies, which taste good, but it's just box of cookies, and then just hawk them on people <laughs> for a higher price. <laughs> you know. Boy Scouts. You can buy them online. You know, I was in Boy Scouts. That means Boy Scouts are kind of dumb. Did you try, like, the uh, the thin little wafer bars they sell at the gas stations now? Yeah, I mean, if the chicks are getting away with this, I mean, you guys shouldn't put in the effort. No, no, they already have the Monopoly on cookies. Oh, they do. No, yeah, but... Well, I thought, like, Boy Scouts did popcorn. Isn't that their thing? Popcorn? That doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, well, that's, like... It should be, like, smoked venison or something. I spend, like, a dollar on popcorn kernels every month, and that's, like, enough popcorn for every day. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally enough for every day. Dude, Boy uh, Scouts should be doing, like, smoked venison or something. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Why aren't they doing beef jerky? No, I hate it. They should, like, fucking hunt their own game and then, like, fucking sell that. (laughs) All right, we have a news segment. You know, I was was in Boy Scouts once, and, you know, I hated it. The only thing I cared about was the... uh, the derby, the uh, Pinewood Derby. That we could have our <laughs> own Pinewood was, Derby. Was that like we could do a Pinewood Derby. Should we do a Pinewood Derby? We're doing a Pinewood Derby. We'll talk I, about that I, later, I, guys. I have, hey, I have no way to do any the track. We don't have a track. We don't need to have a track. It's going to be an off-road track, plan? off-road Pinewood Derby. What? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure Dude, it out later. This is totally oh, okay. happening. We'll figure it out later. Okay. It's not important. Fine. We'll get to find a sponsor. It. We don't have to. Instead of a town-wide Pinewood Derby, we pull it behind a car. What? what? It's because that way you don't have the track go downhill. And we'll, ha- we'll have the race at the homebrew competition. It'll be perfect. Dude, <laughs> dude, no. We should totally have like a Pinewood Derby for the uh, homebrew competition. We, we, the we, winner we, will get to brew with us. We, we, will, we, we, will, we will talk about this off air because <laughs> a history teacher in Michigan <laughs> allowed his students to sample O'Doul's non-alcoholic beer in class. Uh, the beer was brought in by a student for the class, and the teacher allowed it because they were talking about ale in the 1700s, and he thought it would be a good uh, analog for the ale that they were drinking at the time. But- uh, yeah. Uh, some parents found out and were pissed, but he said he wouldn't do it again, and so everyone's like, all right, no worries, bro. We're good. Like, they actually handle it like adults, which is huge. Wow. Yeah. I only have one Wait, really that's, that's... huge problem with this story. It was O'Doul's. Yeah. O'Doul's is not Gross. an analog for 18th century no. ale. <laughs> no. Uh, not yeah. even a little bit. Not even a little bit. But, so, I'm surprised, though, like, that was just, like, like I can see, like, where he's coming from, and, like, I can also see where the parents are coming from, because they don't want their kids, know, like, knowing the taste of beer at all. It's Michigan, dude. They don't want their kids knowing crappy beer. There, all right. There you go. There, yeah. I mean, they have bells but, and yeah, horse and founders and. But instead of that, funny if like half the parents well, were complaining because it was bad beer. <laughs> well, here's the thing: you can't like even non-alcoholic beer. You can't give to minors because yeah. there's still alcohol in it. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, I I guess I don't know what the what the laws are on like selling it. Like, do you know if groceries like because grocery stores keep. 
Oh, I, duels I'm not like to sell it. To well, the thing is, well, like, well, miners aren't allowed in your store. Yeah, but yep. the thing is, the teacher so, like it was a kid that brought it in though. That's also like so it wasn't like the teacher bought it. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And so I mean that that's a big thing too. But it's just it. There's there's a lot of things here that I'm kind of curious about. Like specifically, can like, was they it the even old duel ambers or no, was it the green? No, miners can't buy oduels. I I have no idea. I guess I've never. No, you can't. Okay, I I'm 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 I'm, I'm I know. You From can't. experience. Well, I never tried to buy oduels. <laughs> <laughs> no, I worked in a in a convenience store. Oh, okay. They can't buy anything out of the alcohol cooler oh okay like, i i'm just because in grocery stores it's like on the shelf next to like the mixers and the soda yeah they a miner can't buy uh oduls okay they can't buy anything with alcohol in it and that has even like 0.5 percent alcohol so they can't buy. I, I wonder i wonder if it's an 18 limit so they can't buy a... mouthwash no it's instead 21 of, is it yeah oh so wait they can't buy mouthwash uh mouthwash doesn't wrong kind alcohol of alcohol in it really well it's anymore. the wrong kind of alcohol i know that's because it'll kill you before it gets you drunk. Yeah, well, because it can't get you drunk. Like rubbing alcohol. Yeah, most That's terrible alcohol idea. Doesn't acetone or most mouthwash doesn't have alcohol in it anymore anyway. Yeah, just they just, uh, have, they just have menthol. hand sanitizer. Does though, guys. Yeah, there you go. Let's get drunk. <laughs> that's true. Uh, police are trying to keep a law on the books in Hawaii that gives an exemption uh, to undercover on-duty officers having sex with prostitutes. Of so course. basically, this law says if you're undercover and on duty, you can have sex with a hooker. Wait, no, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the police claim that there are internal policies that keep officers from abusing the law. I'm sure those work fantastically. <laughs> so I'm just thinking of the South Park episode. <laughs> but but don't do that. Just no. Because <laughs> the law is... No. Sick of the blowjobs. That's 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 basically they're on the books in the department <laughs> law. <clears throat> uh, Mike's TDs for cops. We're a good old handy like, day. No, no, uh, they're trying to brew. Like they're just trying to make up new STDs now. They're just they're trying to just make like super strains. <laughs> uh, Microsoft no. will finally stop supporting Windows XP on April eighth. Sad day. Finally, Sad uh, that day. means no more security updates. So you can finally get rid of your thirteen-year-old operating system, <laughs> like right now. Just- oh, oh. <laughs> so if, but if you do have XP, that also means that you're not going to have these warnings. Like, hey, you need to download these one thousand updates for your security. You're right. You won't. Yeah. You won't anymore. So that's the positive. That's the positive side. No. The negative side is you still have XP. Yes. Yeah. That came Downside out 13 is, years ago. It was good when it came out. It was fantastic when it came it, out. And it was better than now, Vista when Vista came out. Right. Downside is but Windows Vista 7 is still supported. Awesome. What about the, was it like the Millennium E? We didn't talk about ME. <laughs> ME was before XP anyway. Okay. Is 98 still supported? I still remember Could that. I go back I to 98? I didn't understand no, computers when I was eight. I still hated it. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, yeah, XP, like, XP is the oldest one that's still supported. You know, yeah. maybe when I make my box, my uh, new computer, I should go with the Steam system, the Valve box. Windows 95. Yeah, but, you if, know, if the, you don't want to do anything no, else on the machine, that's fine. I, I kind of need to do other stuff. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah, so probably don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not fair. Uh, despite rumors, Seattle police are not reopening the Kurt Cobain case. Sorry, guys. It's not happening. (laughs) Apparently, when police investigators began looking at the cold case file because of the 20th anniversary of his death that's coming up next month, uh, they just started looking at it. A local news reporter got some facts wrong and reported that they were reopening the case, which, of course, the internet and Fox News just ran with. They're like, hey, guys, we're going to find shit out now. 
No, you're not going to find anything. Else. We all already know what happened. Yeah. And in case she you're totally wondering, killed him. And in case you're he wondering, himself. this made Fox News go up to a it was magenta. fault, and we all know it. And in case you're, uh, I totally believe he shot himself in the brain. I believe that it was her fault. Listen, in well, case he, you guys he, were... Maybe uh, her fault, but it's... <laughs> in case you guys were wondering, uh, this made Fox News go up to a magenta alert. <laughs> as far as a terror warning. <laughs> what? The magenta... It went up to magenta. About? The terror alert. Where is that in because, the Because of the story. Because it, it's important. Because it means Carlos, more terror. what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> talking about terror alerts. What? How much what? have you had to drink? <laughs> I'm just saying. Too much or not enough. Nobody knows where you're going with this. All right. Uh, final thing I want to talk about. Uh, it's been a huge, huge, huge year Penis. for science. Oh. Uh, we, yes. start, we started with yes. the with the Nye v. Ham debate, which was amazing. Yes. We had Go Cosmos ahead. come back on Fox, yep. which that show has been phenomenal. Go and right. now science... Scientists have discovered gravity waves in the universe that support the Big Bang theory. It the supports big ba- inflation. Yes. So the Big Bang has all but been confirmed at this point. Yeah. And so, like, it's only March, and this is, like, where we are with science right now. I'm, I'm calling it right now 2014, year of science. Pretty much. 2015, year so. of the hoverboards. Oh. That's have, where this has to end. They have the gravity. They have the gravity waves all figured out now. It's the best possible oh. use of my resources. <laughs> I need my pink Mattel hoverboard. Me too. Everybody needs. Are one. you going to get those shoes too? Of course. Everybody's going to have those shoes. They're okay. actually available now. So I, I, th- I thought I saw that. Or, or maybe they're still being worked on, but they're on their way. It's something. As long as they don't make just don't cars. tell Ken Ham about those well, gravity I'd... waves, he would just be upset. No, uh, they actually, I, I, what, uh, the day after they announced it, they posted a thing on their blog, uh, refuting it. What did they have to say about it? Uh, I didn't go into too detail, but basically, they said that the gra- the waves might be there, but they don't support Big Bang Theory. God put them there for a different reason. Because he wants hoverboards. <laughs> Just like he put stars three million light years away and then brought the light here. Because hoverboards. To confuse people. <laughs> and created the fossil record to make people just baffled. As long as God's behind hoverboards, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if God is behind hoverboards, I can get behind him. <laughs> That's all that matters. Don't make it that sound that dirty, Casey. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, now that we've gotten through the first half of our show, and it's been brutal so far, <laughs> um, we're going to talk about problems in craft beer. We're going to continue that series, and I've been I've been tr- struggling to come up with a like succinct title for this. Uh, like I thought about like accepted alcoholism, but more I think it's accepted excessive drinking. In craft beer. So we're basically talking about uh, people who go and like, uh, like you go, you go like sample beers or you do beer festival or even people in the industry, um, especially like sales reps and stuff who go and they'll, they'll like, especially if they're working for distributors, they'll go and they'll, they'll have, they'll, they'll sample wares at different places and essentially binge drink every day. Like at the homebrew competition. Yeah, like well, festivals and that. So I just, I just want to talk. Do you think it's a good thing, a bad thing? What, what can we do about it? Stuff like that. So let's start with Miles. Miles, I feel like you're going to have some things to say on this one. Well, I don't. I mean, 
It does seem like it's uh, an ex- an accepted form of drunkenness, and I don't know if that's appropriate. Because um, I've looked at some articles that suggest that the U.S. is about the only place where you can go where drunkenness, binge drinking, and making a good time of just being stupid uh, is a good thing. Or, you know. Yeah. Because it's like, you hear all the time people sharing stories like, oh man, I was so fucking wasted that night, you know, etc. And it makes people yeah. laugh, smile, and want to do the same thing. Well, and I feel like it, it attracts the wrong type of people to these events. Like, especially, uh, like, the cave the cave festival at Casanova, which is which is uh, a, a festival in the area that I go to every year. Uh, there's there's a certain element that that attracts where they're they're not there to taste the different beers and have a good time. They're there to just get sloshed. Yeah, and that that's not really like what we want to promote in the in in our hobby, is it? No, well, and, and it kind of defeats the purpose, especially if you go out to a tasting like that. If you go out to a tasting, you might try twenty, thirty, forty brand new beers you've never had before. But if you get blackout drunk and can't remember a goddamn one of them, what the heck's the point? Granted, I will say I have gotten drunk every year, but <laughs> that was towards the end of the day. Like, it's not the first thing I did. Yeah, right? well, I mean, uh, I, I, I'll admit there's, you know, there's a bit of this gray area. Yeah. Drunkenness can and will happen, you know, and there's a difference between whether or not that's the point or whether or not that just happens to be a bri- byproduct of how the night turned out. You know, it's like, oh, man, you know, I finally had too many. I'm going to call her a night. You know, yeah. Whatever. But it's like, oh, I'm hammered. Give me another beer. You know, a, Imperial Stout this, you know, double IPA that. I, I That's where it kind of goes into the area that I would like to not promote. Carlos? Uh, you're going to have to repeat the question. I, um, where, like, where where do you think it is? Uh, I, or where do you fall on this? Where... What do you think about like people getting drunk or like the excessive drinking and stuff like that in craft beer? Well, like the thing is, it's up to people to drink. Like it's they're the one ultimately in charge of how much they drink. And like I don't like nobody should be really policing that. But at the same time, it kind of defeats the whole purpose of if you're drinking craft beer, you should probably be you know at least somewhat mentally there to taste it mm-hmm. and like comprehend what you're drinking, so you're not just drinking. Oh, yay, beer, chug, more beer, chug. And like you probably want to actually comprehend, like oh, this is a really good. Uh, for example, oh, this is a nice rye, or this is here's a really, here's a fantastic sour. Here's an IPA, and I love this IPA. And here's another IPA that is not quite as good. Like you want to actually be able to compare these beers and like actually. Okay. But at the same time, like, I can understand, like, you want to have a good time, but, like, going all out right away and, like, just missing the whole point and just not being able to, like, try to compare the beers kind Mm -hmm. of a, is a, just kind of bad, I guess, overall. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you can't really, you don't really, not really anything you can do to police that or should do it. No, yeah, no. Rick? Um, I think, I guess I have a, a little different view on it. Um, I don't really. I think that craft beer actually, in itself, kind of un, like does the opposite of promoting it, where you can go out and get a thirty pack of Keystone for the same price as a six pack of craft. And I think a lot of people get drunk on that stuff, and they don't want to spend the money on craft. I think a lot of the people that are at festivals getting hammered on craft beer 
aren't really craft beer yeah. people. I know some people do, but I think a lot of people, I mean, if you're into craft beer as as like a hobby, you're spending more money on your beer. And I think most of those people would be like tasting it and enjoying it more so than people who might show up to a festival just to get hammered. What about the trend to make everything bigger and imperial? And so you have these huge 8, 10, 12% beers. Do you think that that like uh, targets more of that crowd that's like, well, I can buy this case of Keystone for 12 bucks or I can get two bottles of this? 10% 10% beer for 14 Look, and I'm going to get the same like the same amount of right. Let's be honest though, the people that are going to buy Keystone, they're not going to look at the alcohol percentage no, at all. No. Well, you'd be surprised. Really? There there are people out there who would, you know, who would be willing to just give it a try. Why not? Yeah. I'll save 2 bucks and get just as drunk. Mm-hmm. I think uh in general, I, I don't think <clears throat> that people who are craft beer hobbyists are really the kind of people who get hammered. Obviously, I mean, some a lot of people just like to get drunk sometimes. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even about, like myself, if I like, if I feel like I want to get a little drunk or something, I drink rum. I don't drink. I don't because it's cheaper for me. Yeah. And then I buy beer for when I come home from work and I sit down and have a beer and watch some TV or whatever. That's kind of what I do. And I, I know there's like. There's different people everywhere. There probably are people who drink a lot of craft beer and get really drunk and stuff. But I think in general, just the price kind of helps to regulate. You think the price regulates people out? So, well, I mean, it's it's kind of good that way. But it's but what about what about the bros with money and no taste? Well, I'll I'll say this: I don't think that's a problem with craft beer. I think that's a problem with frat boys and douches. (laughs) Yeah. No. Um. I I think. Like primarily, uh, for the most part, craft beer drinkers um, try to promote themselves as, you know, like the bigger man. You know, we're trying to go for a bit of class here as as opposed to someone who's getting a 30 rack of Keystone or Bush or something like that. Because we like what we drink, you know, a, a lot of effort went into what this is and what I'm supposed to have. But there are people who... You know, especially those who have money to throw away, who l- like craft beer better because right. it tastes better and can get them drunk faster, and they don't care about the money. Um, so yeah, I mean, yes, they're you know, being crafty should mean uh, avoiding this you know debauchery. Basically, let's let's call it that. Um, I guess the problem is whether or not these other people are wrecking the image. Yeah. Uh, well, and that that, that was that was my that was my next question. Uh what what do you think uh like these this drunkenness does to the image of craft beer? Do you think people will look past it and be like, "Oh, well, it's still this." Or do you think that the image of craft beer like from an outsider perspective is like, "All right, well, these are guys who just like to go to festivals where all they do is drink beer, get drunk and have a good, like and get rowdy." Like, do you think that's what the outside look is, or I think there's, I think there's a, there's probably both. I know um, a lot of people who already drink regular beer, like uh, the you know Bud Light or something. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like they probably don't look at craft beer that way. They just look at it as like, I'm, I'm not going to pay that much for beer. Um, and those those people, some of them probably might look at it like those people are kind of snobby or, you know, beer snob. We covered that in our beer snob episode. <laughs> <laughs> right. And um, But, I mean, obviously you're still going to have the 60-year-old church lady who thinks alcohol is evil. Who's yeah. going to look at it as really bad. But I think that there is there is a certain view of people who are okay with drinking where craft beer, especially people who homebrew, they kind of – it can be misinterpreted as, oh, you just want to drink a lot of beer. And I, I think that's – I mean, there is probably a bad image along in there that okay. comes along with craft beer in a way. But I just – I don't really know that there's an easy way to kind of fix the image. I think that when people start – getting into craft beer and seeing what it's about, they'll start to see that it's not like that for the most part. Yeah. And that most people who drink craft beer just want to drink a beer that doesn't taste like corn. Or water. Yes. Right. Carlos, what about you? What do you think the outside image of craft beer is? And do you think like people getting drunk off of craft beer all the time is hurting the image? Well, I mean, to be honest, I haven't really gone to that many festivals. Like, I've gone to two homebrew competitions, and let's be honest, the first one I ended up injuring myself and had to go. Yeah, but you were sober, and it was funny. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It was funny for everybody else, and I got a nice You probably should have gotten stitches. Um, maybe <laughs> that was kind of painful, and then uh, the next last the time after that, it was like I was kind of behind the computer the whole time, so yeah. I didn't really, I didn't get drunk either. So or like I didn't yeah. really observe people very much. But as far as like if it, how it affects other people's perceptions, I would not know. Like to be honest, like okay. I wouldn't think that uh, people would perceive like as like it just being giant gigantic uh, be- like people were people get getting uh, get togethers where people get drunk. But it's quite possible, I suppose, that it could be uh, like everybody. Oh, so there's this beer uh, gathering, so, or like what is it, like a or a festival or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's just where people go to get drunk, right, and get hammered. Like they're pro- they might. It's quite possible they could just be thinking like that, uh, not thinking about like how it's craft beer. But that's it's all the also at the same time. These are the same people that aren't seeing it as a who don't see the difference between craft beer and. Yeah. Whatever, like other beers. Maybe so. they view it like about the same as they do, like a beer garden at, yeah. like the state fair. Or something. So it's right. It might just very well be that the people that are like not are getting turned away from the very same uh, perspective are not the people that actually drink that are going to be drinking the craft beer. So it's like it's quite possible you're going to have the middle ground people who would are turned away that would actually be more interested in craft beer. Okay, but uh, I don't. I personally haven't seen it. Uh, or heard anything about it so do you think uh by brewing these higher alcohol beers that like the industry itself is luring these people like those types of people and like bringing them in with with like the promise of higher alcohol bigger beers that will get them drunk faster or do you think it's just a a an accident like not necessarily well, an accident but just something that happens a coincidence there well go. let's I still say, like, the college kids, they're still going to be buying the cheapest-ass beer that they can get their hands on. They're inst- they're not going to be buying... Like, it doesn't matter if, like, oh, you know, it technically it'd be... I can get drunker, like, for cheaper if I got this other beer that's much yeah. that's stronger. But they're going to play beer pong and go to parties and yeah. want to drink a lot instead of just a little bit to get them as drunk. And it's just, uh, like, if anything, the whole... Uh, 
like the only thing that will affect is uh, the older drinkers that are out of their college years who still want to get drunk. But honestly, for them, all they really have a lot of like I hear all these stories about uh, people who are older like they try this up the some craft beers like and then they go like like I don't your dad like for example like he tasted some craft beers like oh, he took his other beer and they just poured it outside just because. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't go from Sierra Nevada Pale Ale back to MGD 64. Oh, God, no, no. <laughs> I have not gone to MGD in, like, years, and I do not feel bad about that at all. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, I, 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 there's nothing bad with, uh, if it does draw people into dr- going with, the, just because it's like, oh, it's stronger. Because, honestly, it's still altogether better beer. If Same same question to you, Miles. I mean, I guess you, you would have a more firsthand knowledge of this, because... Um, the people you see coming to the liquor store, but the the bigger, stronger beers, I I would be hard pressed to believe that that's a tool to get people into craft beer because it yeah. would get them drunker. Because granted, there may be a more alcohol, but there's also a whole lot more of everything else that goes along with that, and you just don't start off a new guy that way. Mm-hmm. They will never drink that. Um, but do you ever have the, like the people who come in and they look at the beer and they're like, "Oh, this is twelve percent. Let's try this one." Yeah, I mean, but it's not necessarily. I mean, I think that's more of just kind of an adventure into the extreme as opposed to this high number is going to okay. get me hammered. Um, granted, those beers can get abused, and that's I think more often than not incidental as opposed to on intentional. Yeah. Um, because it's like you crack out, you know, a big ass stout, you know, you share it between you and I, all we have to do is just drink it a little too fast and, you know, we're tipsy mm-hmm. and and that's not even on purpose. It's just a beer that tastes good. We drank it a little too fast. Yeah. Um, I also realized that I've had to pick up the practice every once in a while to try and pace myself because, you know, as much as I like to think that I'm, I'm quote unquote better than others, I am very much guilty of, yeah. oh. of drinking too much beer too yeah. fast on purpose. So, I mean, we've all been there. We've all been there, and we've all done it on this show. And, <laughs> yeah. and honestly, I never really feel that good about it. Mm. It's Me not either. something I'm proud of. Yeah. I think uh, uh, one thing with the uh, the higher alcohol content in craft beer, in some of them, there's also, I mean, there's also things like hurricane high gravity where you can go and get these... Yeah, like the malt liquors yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, fucking nasty, nasty beer. Where you get two bucks for and an 8%. Yeah, it's 8% and it's a 12-pack and you can pay eight bucks for it. And I think that's more likely where people are going to go if they're looking to just get really hammered. Yeah. You're, you're probably hammer. right. I'm Either just, that or Four loco. Yeah, right. like the fours and... Um, I mean, even Bud Platinum has like six or seven. Uh, Bud Platinum is six, and the new Miller Fortune is like 7.9. Right. I think people would more likely, like coming off the street, not knowing craft beer, would more likely go into that if they wanted to get really drunk. And if they do drink like the stronger craft beers to get drunk, there are definitely worse things that they could be drinking than just the craft beer. Yeah, and I think... A lot of times, even like maybe somebody would try a craft beer that has high alcohol to content just for the sake of alcohol content, but it would that could pull them into craft beer and realizing that it tastes better. Yeah. Uh, well, here's here's a here's like one of the last questions I wanted to pose to the group. Um, so, like the national 
like health organization or whatever says that like binge drinking is what like five drinks in a sitting or something sure we've all done tastings where we have sat down and had six seven eight beers over the course of a night a night do you think like craft beer that way promotes binge drinking or do we need to change the definition of binge drinking to I fit craft beer no, or I, are or does craft beer promote alcoholism that way no i think um in my personal opinion i think a lot of people are smarter than or smart enough to realize that a lot of these uh terms or the definitions to the terminology don't exactly meet reality all the time mm-hmm. right you know like if you just look at the terminology like obesity technically i'm almost obese you know and am i obese no no i'm not obese um and is having a you know four or five drinks in a night binge drinking maybe you know with the way we would typically have our four or five or six drinks in a night no, that's not binge yeah. drinking. And for someone to sit there and try and accuse you of that, you know, I'd always argue semantics and nobody would disagree with that. So to think that, you know, the reality matching the literal definition translating to the connotation is is a little far-fetched. I don't think that it promotes binge drinking just because yeah, it, so. it fits the literal definition. Okay, Yeah, but I mean, we still sit down and we'll go through... A case or two of beer, just sitting, enjoying, chatting. I know, like but that. is that but a bad thing? I I don't think so. No, but I, it, I'm like it, I, no, I'm posing the question: no, like, and, could and, it be a bad thing? Does it does it promote like excessive consumption of alcohol? Well, I would always revert back to the thought that malt beverages have been part of the human culture for yeah. five thousand years, and to try and start calling that a bad thing because we enjoy twelve in a night would be just asinine. Mm-hmm. I, I I would agree. I think, well, I mean, defining it as five in a sitting is kind of dumb. If your sitting's an hour, you're probably, I mean, if you're drinking five pint beers in an hour, you're probably going a little fast. And you yeah. Slower yeah. down. But if you're sitting down for six hours with a couple of guys and you have five beers, you're not binge drinking. Mm-hmm. You're you're. I'm, I'm sure they have an hour. actual definition for a sitting too. Right. They probably do. <laughs> and I, I mean. That the problem there also is like even trying to define it is everyone's different. You know, somebody could drink two beers in an hour, be totally fine, but someone else and have like a blood alcohol content of what, like 0. 0.5, 0.05. Mm-hmm. They could be totally fine, and someone else could drink one in an hour and, and be just be, completely sloshed. Right? Yeah, I've seen it. It's fucking Me hilarious. Too. I've met them. So I mean, <laughs> I, I, it's it's kind of like. Using a definition to figure out if it's promoting binge drinking is kind of dumb. Yeah. And uh, well, I binge mean, drinking is just, I mean, if you drink more than you can handle, you're drinking too much. And I don't think it promotes that because it's not really based on a number. Like, And especially because if you're tasting beers, like if you go to American Sky and get the paddle, it's not a pint. It's not a big yeah, beer. It's yeah. a little sample of beer. Yeah, I mean, realistically, I think it's smart to have, like, a literal definition, uh, but it becomes very PC. You know, yeah. it, it's only it's only used referentially in legal terminology. Right. And But how much, like, how long is a sitting? How much is one drink? I like, know, but, know, I mean... you got to put and, that stuff in the definition as and, well. And my point is, like you said, because everyone is so different 
and the definition for what it really should mean becomes, you know, as a, as a per case basis that, you know, I think people are smart enough to, you know, say you had five beers, you binge drinking alcoholic, you know, rehab needing individual man. Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) No. So Carlos, same, I'm going to pose the same question to you. Um, do you think that craft beer promotes binge drinking and alcoholism? No more so than any other alcohol. If anything, I I would say that's actually kind of less than uh, other alcohols because craft like craft beer is more about. It's not about getting drunk faster. It's really about the flavor and everything. It's about the flavor and the culture. Yeah, it's experience. not. About, it's not about just getting completely wasted. Well, I mean, you can definitely get wasted off craft beer, and I've done that before. But I just touch. But I've also. <laughs> but I've also sat down and I've enjoyed craft beer. Yeah. Like, uh, like every time we do these shows, like we have the we grab some craft yeah. beer and we do it. We do it every week because we enjoy it. Yeah. And, and it's I, I enjoy it. Like it's I, better than water to keep our mouths. Granted, <laughs> granted, there are times where like I'll go like gra- drink a whole shit ton of Midas Touch, for example. <laughs> and I do not regret it at all. <laughs> um. Well, Miles, I know you've been to festivals. I don't know if you've been to festivals, and I know Carlos hasn't. But do you think festivals promote this like drink till you drop attitude? Because I mean, you pay a flat fee, and it's all you can drink. Uh, awesome. I, I think it's. <laughs> I think it's yes and no. I mean, because it, honestly, thinking about it, I, I it seems like a lot of the or many of the people who do end up getting drunk, whether or not it's intentional, uh, seem to be like this more cheery kind of you know, yeah, buzzed up kind of drunk. It's not the it's sloppy. not very often you find someone who gets sloppy drunk, and honestly, people don't look very you know, kindly on that. They really don't. No, they, they really don't. It. So I guess that's kind of, you know, a double-edged sword. Again, I like to think we're, you know, quote-unquote better, but we get drunk yeah. just the same. But it might, I, have to, I guess, it might have to do with, like, the environment, too. Like, if it, you're at a, in a group, like, it's a whole bunch of craft beer drinkers, I it's, those are, like, not people that are generally getting sloppy drunk, so... People aren't going to be going out of the way to get sloppy drunk with that a whole crowd of not people guess, that aren't going for the same. I guess we went in this with a fairly negative attitude where I was asking these negative questions, but with talking with you guys and what what I think anyway, uh, do you think that like the craft beer uh, bi- like business and the craft beer culture promote uh, like a good drinking habits where they're like a safe drinking space where we don't like we promote the sober cabs we're not like and stuff like that and we don't promote getting sloppy drunk get a happy buzz on tie it on but have a plan Uh, yeah honestly i would say that that ends up being more of the message that gets passed along because have you ever been in a group of craft beer drinkers and been like annoyed that someone wasn't hammered (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, literally, it's like if you go to a frat party, if you're sober, you're getting made fun of. Yeah. You know, and if you're sober in a gra- craft drinking group, that is never a problem. Never a problem. That is never a problem. Never a problem. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's there's obviously a lot of room for abuse. It does happen. It's always going to be that way. But um, but overall, we promote the right side of things. I, I think that they do they do very well. Um, 
I mean, e- even just using Central Waters as an example, they have their anniversary party where you could go and you could get just annihilated on, you know, for pennies on the dollar practically. And what do they do? They pay for shuttle buses to virtually the tri-county area for every hotel to make sure that you get where you need to be. That's fantastic. Yeah, Yeah. they pay for it. That's awesome. It's free. All you have to do is just know what bus you need to get on when. Man, that's too much work. I know, right? I I, I think I would agree that it it definitely promotes a safer It's it's like It's a positive drinking Yeah, I think so because I... I'm just thinking about it like you never go into a tap room and order a beer and the bartender says, yeah, get drunk, where you could find that at a regular bar. Bartender might be like, ah, here's your beer, here's your drink, I'll overpour your liquor or whatever. And in a craft like tap room, they're always like, here, it's a, and they'll explain to you about the beer and how it was brewed. And I think it's kind of, it's totally different aspect and. It happens probably uh, where people overdrink, but I don't think it's promoted at all. Two, I think it's two sides great. of the same coin. Yeah, and I well, and I think the one side comes up like in the media, the negative side comes up way more because well, that often. gets more ratings. Yeah, but when when you actually sit back and look at it, I feel like the positive aspects far outweigh the negative. Like I, 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 I do too. I think Rick brought up a great point of like the how if you go to like a craft beer tap room compared to like a, a just random bar, like just how like how they do have a lot more information on all these drinks and like it's just a lot different than if you go to just some bar and like you're just going to get drunk. You're just drinking yeah. Jack and Cokes. And- yeah. Like it's it's like oh there's a lot more story here between between these beers like if uh we went to pitchfork they'd have all these different beers that i could find a lot more about if i like i just asked the guy yeah. behind the counter so it, it's yeah. overall the atmosphere yeah you know why are you there to taste what i'm drinking not to not to just right. drink yeah. it's a to, yeah. the, the alcohol is a happy accident yeah he's not he's not handing you a beer and explaining to you the story of the brewing expecting you to not taste care. it and yeah well he doesn't he doesn't it. want you to pound it back in two minutes either. right like, he doesn't want to like... see you just slamming his beers down that he worked hard to create like it's it's expected when you go into places like that that you're gonna take some time and taste it and enjoy it and i think that is a positive thing because it's keeps people drinking slower and it makes it more enjoyable for everyone because nobody likes the guy who's just hammered at the bar Yelling at you can barely sit in his right stool. And, and I love that tap rooms never have karaoke. I've never seen karaoke in a tap room, <laughs> and it's great. That's because people can actually talk instead of yes. Swear. And if they can't, I yell at them. Uh, <laughs> it's an issue. All right. Uh, yeah, I think this is the first time where we where we tried to look at a problem in craft beer and realized it really wasn't a problem. And I think that's fantastic. I yeah. mean. I hope we can do this more often. I hope I that really ends do. up being the end result. Yes. I, I, I really do. I really do. Um, I, and I that, actually oh. came here expecting to hear a lot more of a negative side as well. Yeah. And I guess the more we talked about it, the more we thought about it, it's not that there's not a huge negative like, side to this. In the end, it's, like, it's all alcohol. And like compared to other alcohols, it's really not that bad. Like, it's, well, and, you the, don't, and you don't get the bitchy old wine ladies. Like the, <laughs> like the environment for this kind of this alcohol compared to others and everything else. It's just, it's really... It's, it's a very relaxed, yeah. fun environment. There's, yeah. there's really no pretension. If you go to a craft beer festival or you sit in a tap room, you're not going to find pretension, really. Unless you know you're drinking a big globe gold. Well, no, but now. if you go to a tap room, you're not going to have that. Yeah. Everyone's on equal footing because 
I could taste something in the beer that you can't taste. You could taste something that I can't taste, and it creates a dialogue. It cre- yeah. yeah, and even if you walk in there and say, I've never had a craft beer before. Why am I here? You'd find someone who would be like, well, let me show you. Oh, yeah. Walking yeah. into a tap room is like walking into a big hug of acceptance. Yeah, nobody's going to make fun of you for not knowing about yeah. drinking. They'll, they'll be excited. Explain things yeah, they'll be excited to, to like show you all this other stuff that you could try drinking. This. Right. Mm-hmm. It's... Like that, I guess. Yeah, that aspect is very. It's a very positive environment. Yeah, I love it. All right. Um, I guess before we uh, officially wrap up here, I was talking with Rick earlier, and Rick is getting into home brewing. Yay! That's a thing. And so we had a couple of home brewers in the audience, or well, on here, not in the audience, but here. And if you had any questions, Rick, I wanted to open this up to you, and you can ask us any questions. Like, well, I guess we can talk about like how you get started and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I was just going to open that up for Anything you. Anything well, you want. I mean, a lot of my questions were answered when we, I brewed with you, Casey, uh, last Sunday. So, I mean, I, I, there's a lot of stuff, but it's also simpler than I thought about okay. it. I mean, it's just steps to follow. All right. It, it very much is a rabbit hole. It can be as difficult or as easy as <laughs> right, you want it. Right. Do, you, do you have any questions on what you need to get started or anything like that? Or um, yeah, yeah. Like, what what would be the bare minimum? My my setup because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do my own mash and stuff. All right, you're going to do extract. Yeah. Then that, your, your startup is actually point. fairly fairly small. Right. Yeah. Uh, even if you wanted to just come to Divine. Uh, if you have a big enough pot already, I could get you out the door for like hundred bucks. Yep. Which is which is not bad. That's like everything you need. Um, including the extract. Uh, yeah. Without the without the recipe. Right. Oh, without. It's like okay. if you wanted if you wanted like absolute absolute bare minimum, I could probably get you out the door for like eighty bucks. If you wanted to do, you know, have a combination with uh, less equipment, you know, with some of the bells and whistles, uh, probably 150 would be the high end. Right. If you wanted to get just fucking premium everything, absolutely everything, go home and make beer today, uh, 250 would be like the absolute high end. Absolute right. high end. And, that, and, I mean, that's that's pretty good because that's your equipment that you're going to use for brewing, for... you're not going to buy that. Multiple no, times. no, no, absolutely. No. Like, well, once, and, <laughs> once you well, do that, you're down to thirty bucks for a recipe. Right, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Well, and well, we say that. Here, here's my thing. Never get into brewing to save money on beer. That no, is yeah. a misnomer that has been disproven time and time and time and time again. Because as soon as you start, because if you stuck with extract batches with your five gallon setup you would eventually start saving some money on beer. Yeah. But you're not going to stay there. No, you're going to want kegs. You're going to want a nice draft system. You're going to want new fermenters. You're going to want bigger butts. You're, you're going to want to do mash multiple batches at the <laughs> same time. <laughs> Absolutely. Time no, to do 10-gallon matches. I, I mean, I fully intend, I want to start with just doing an extract brew yeah. because it's it's simpler. I want to... I, it I it is the best to, place to start. It yeah. is. It I don't intend is. to save any money on brewing. Yes. Um, but and that's just, that's the right attitude to go like into. Like the it fun with, of making a beer and then, you know, putting the time into it and waiting for it and then drinking it and then making something that you wanted to drink. That's that's where it is for me. Like that's the exciting part. Yeah. You know, if it, if I got to spend some money to do it, that's that's fine. And it's kind of cool to. It, it'll be cool to 
go talk to my dad and be like, here's a beer that I made. Yep. Do you want to, you know, try it? Because he likes craft beer, but he doesn't spend the money on it. Um, so, you know, it's it's just kind of a fun thing to to be able to do. And I'm, I'm excited to start working on that. That I is save. the perfect attitude to start brewing in. Yeah. Like, that's, that's awesome. Because I started thinking, well, I like beer. And I might save some money. <laughs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> oh God, no. that lasted about a week. <laughs> I, I I liked drinking beer. I liked everything there was about you know the experience. And at some point, I said the words, "I could do this for the rest of my life." And then you know it was like Hollywood style light bulb above yep. my head just turned on so bright that it broke and I had glass in my hair. Um, <laughs> no, I ended up going to the Northern Brewer and in my first two visits, I spent over $1,200 on all of my equipment. Sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> they liked me. <laughs> I bet they did. I bet they did. Yeah, I, I went in there with the go big or go home. So I got like glass carboys. I got a $100 pot. I got... Uh, the whole all grain system, ten gallon batch or ten gallon uh, mash ton tons, everything, everything, everything. Funnels were chiller. Very whole nice. Nine, whole nine. Very nice. All right. Well, I think unless you have any other questions, I think that wraps up our homebrew I'm, talk. I, I'm for, good right now. Yeah, I, I, I think we're going to continue doing this. Like anytime you just have any questions, we'll we'll try to save them for the show, and we'll just do a 10, 15 minute homebrew talk at the end of the show right, right. Uh, after a beer show. I think that's that's a good way to wrap up. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any announcements, so I suppose I should try to find the feedback mu- or the the wrap up music, huh? That's a thing. Hey, there it is. The smaller wrap up. I hate you so much, so much, so much. <laughs> All right, uh, if you enjoyed listening to this episode or any of our other shows, go ahead and send us uh, an email at feedback at blindedstudios.com. If you have any show ideas or things you'd like us to just talk about or people you'd like to see on the show or if you'd like to be on the show yourself, go ahead and send an email to eric, E-R-I-C, at blindedstudios.com. That's eric at blindedstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindedstudios. You can follow us on YouTube at youtube.com slash blindedstudios. Studios, uh, and you can go and watch all of this madness happen live, or listen to it on the go at uh, blindnerdstudios.com/live. You can also find us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. We'll see you guys next week. Bye now. <laughs> <laughs>